welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, podcast by a group of friends with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Adam! And Debbie. And uh, this is a board game podcast where we uh, discuss board games in our collection, but lately, as in the last year or so, we've just been playing more games online, and so it's more or less just what games we've played online. Uh, and today is no exception, as we have played a game on Board Game Arena called Stella, colon, Dixit, no, not colon, hyphen, Dixit Universe, uh, and the name kind of gives it away. It's uh, the latest entry in sort of this Dixit franchise that uh, Liebelud, I think is how you pronounce it, how they, how they what they've got going in the in the Dixit, uh, Dixit repertoire, which is basically a, a game built up of these gigantic cards that were illustrated by absolute lunatics, and you are asked to play some sort of game with them. In regular Dixit, you sort of pick a card from your hand and you make up some bullshit about it, like a one-word sentence or a, a phrase or something, and then everybody is tasked with like seeing all these cards come out from everybody's hands and trying to decide who actually, like, which card belongs to who, and all this, all this stuff. And uh, this game is somewhat similar. Uh, we played it on Board Game Arena. It just came out in uh, in January, I think. It says it's been available since the twenty seventh of January, twenty twenty two, and it's uh, it's fairly new. I think it was released at the end of twenty twenty one. So I'm just gonna read the thing off of the Board Game Arena website because it seems like it's uh yeah it's pretty close to what the back of the box says, and it's uh, it's uh, it's actually got a little bit of a uh, little bit of an explanation on it. So here we go. Star Seekers, explore the sky and bring back some light to your world. Stella is a competitive game in the Dixit universe. In each round, players interpret Dixit cards on a board after receiving a common clue word. Each player observes the Dixit cards and secretly associates these cards with the clue word. Players indicate on their erasable, personal slates the Dixit cards that they choose. Selecting the same Dixit cards as the other players allows you to score more points. Conversely, selecting a card that no one else chooses may cost you dearly. At the end of the fourth round, each player calculates their total score. The players with the most points wins. Take calculator risks, but beware of the fall. That is what it says on BGA. And the, the general overview is pretty much exactly what it says on that like little quick explanation there. The game has like uh, a board on the left. Uh, well, that board's not very important for this, is it? Like there's sort of a tracker where you can sort of keep track of how many people, like how, how many how many guesses or how many cards people have associated. And that becomes important as you go into like the second phase of the game. Uh, but the most important part is that there are going to be three rows of five cards each, which have the uh, trademark question mark uh Dixit style to them, where they're just you know I don't I don't know how would you how would you describe these Adam you sort of what what's the hallucinogenic of choice that you just like slam yeah, and just yeah. out, grab a handful of markers and just go to town some sort of like yeah LSD fever dream like <laughs> yeah uh, one of the cards for instance in this uh, in this promo picture that I'm looking at has a a sort of like theater backdrop where some uh, child or young person is standing there and like one of their hands is ice and the other hand is fire and it, there's a like a wood in the background and it's all snowy but you're clearly in some sort of theater so it's it's all like crazy shit like that and if you've played any of the Dixit games one of the one of the best things about this is that like any Dixit card will work with every other Dixit game so and this is no exception so if you happen to have all 
fucking however many eight or nine or 12 expansions that exist for Dixit, you can turn all of those into one gigantic Mondo pile and, uh, you know, go to town. Nevertheless, uh, the game consists of these three rows of five cards. Then you pick one of the clue uh, or word association cards from the top of this deck and you put it in front of you. And that is going to be the word that you are going to be associating with cards through this round. In an example on the back of the box, there's the word captain. And so you'll look through all of the cards that are sitting out on the table and you will secretly associate any of the cards that you want up to 10 with the word captain. So, uh, you know, on the back of the box, I see that this person has associated like there's a wave and there's a bunch of whales and manta rays flying through the air. Sure. The sea. Captains work on the sea. Why not? So you pick that card. You go along. You pick out whatever else you think works best. Uh, after everyone has chosen something, uh, you know, however many they want up to 10, then you tell everybody, uh, everybody gets together and you say how many of these cards you've picked. That's when you're going to lay these tokens out on this tracker. Uh, and if you happen to be the person who is the most in front, so you've picked the most cards, and if nobody else is on that same spot, you will then go and fall into the dark, which is not great because it means that if you screw up in the next part, you will start to start to lose points instead of gain them, which is not great. So right off the hop, you kind of want to be conservative about how many things you're picking, but you also don't want to shortchange yourself because uh, the number of cards that you have picked can get you more points and allow you to make more points off of other people or give you more options for the next part of the game. The next part of the game is uh, everybody goes in some sort of order that was on Board Game Geek that we couldn't really figure out. So going from the person who has the Scout Pawn, which is, I think it's just handed out to whoever you want to go first, and then it sort of goes in the clockwise motion. Um, They will pick one of the cards that they've chosen and they will reveal it. Uh, If there is at least one person who has uh, picked that same card, you and the other people will get points. Um, If it just happens to be you and one other person, you will get three points. If it's you and more than one other person, you will each get two points for your trouble. Um, That sort of eliminates that card from your hand, so you don't have to worry about it anymore, and it also eliminates the cards from other people's hands. So if I have picked three cards, Debbie has picked seven for some reason, and she and I have have the same card and she reveals that card, then I only have two cards to work with when it comes to my turn, or maybe less depending on what Adam does, and she is sort of down to six. Um, then the play passes to the next person, uh, and you keep going until either everybody has screwed up once or until there are no more cards to reveal from, from everybody's hands. So in this, in this like example that I've concocted up, if Debbie had seven and I had three and Adam had four and like, you know, Debbie runs through all four of hers and she doesn't, uh, and didn't have any misses, then that would mean that the, that round is over. Cause like she can't get any more points from anybody else. Um, the other way to drop out of the round is by having a miss. And that is basically you flip over a card that nobody else has. And that means that a, you are out for the round. So you don't get to, um, you don't get to reveal anymore as well as if you're the person that was in the dark, then every time somebody flips over a card that you have, you actually lose a point instead of gaining two or three points. So it is important to try to maintain this balance of like, you want to pick all the cards that you think are associating with the word, but also you you don't want to go hog wild and just pick everything because you'll be in the dark and that makes it more risky to be the one revealing. 
Um, because you never really know what other people are thinking as was shown the other day when, and, and this is kind of the fun of Dixit is like you flip over a card and nobody else has it. And you're all just sitting there like arguing about what it is or you're explaining yourself and your thought processing. And sometimes it can be kind of interesting to have those discussions about like, well, what does this mean to you? Why does this evoke the word captain for you? Um, that sorts of thing. It can be kind of, kind of cool in that respect. Um, once everybody has, uh, once the round has finished, either everybody's dropped out or there's no more points to be had, uh, you carry on, uh, you tally up your points, you move on, uh, to the next round. You do that four times and then boom, boom, you're done. So person with the most points wins. I think if there's a tie, then great. You did it. Um, yeah. So the people with the most points wins, I don't know. The player, player (laughs) brackets S with the most points wins S. It's just a weird sentence. Anyway. There's no, there can be ties and it's fine. Um, there's all just looking through the rule book here. You can customize your own word cards. Um, yeah, you can use Dixit cards. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Did I miss anything? No. (laughs) I mean, round over round, you lose that one row, right? The rows get, oh yeah, the rows get replaced, but only one of the, well, one, one row per round. Yeah. It's like bottom, middle, top, and then who knows? Game end. Yeah. Because there's only yeah. there's only the four oh, yeah, rounds, yeah, yeah. so yeah, right, yeah, oh, that makes sense. There you go, boom. Yeah, game plays three to six people takes like I don't know twenty minutes, say yeah, yep, twenty minutes, half an hour, yep, maximum. Yeah, depending on how like I don't know how much you wish to argue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like going going into like my thoughts on this, I think this is like a good um, entry in the sort of Dixit franchise i liked playing this a lot more than i like playing regular dixit because like regular dixit has this thing i mean it's the whole crux of the game where you make up this like thing when you when you're the one telling the story or whatever and that's fine for people who are like creative or you're feeling it that day or you have something particularly funny for me it's always just kind of fallen a bit flat and with this game it takes that and makes it so that you don't have to worry about that part and so you also don't have this thing where you're just sitting around like trying to think of something good which is not really fun for anybody and you get to the the fun parts of playing Dixit which are looking at these weird cards going like what huh and picking the associations and then arguing about you know whether this card actually means captain or like what were you thinking when you picked this one and then they bring up some obscure thing about 19th century history or some shit right like it's that's that's kind of where the fun part is and i think this version of dixit which stella i don't really understand what the name has to do with anything uh you know it um i think it does well for that and i think it it brings out the better parts of that game while making it more of a game and you know not not taking it's just a little bit of a new spin on something that i think has a good hook to it but like it takes a specific group of people at a specific time to really pop off right yeah i think it's I think it's a a worthy addition to your Dixit collection if you're into that. And I mean, if you're not the kind of person that's super duper into Dixit, it's probably something worth just like checking out uh, because I think it does add a little bit of something or it changes things up enough that you can have this nice experience where you're looking at these very cool looking cards and having a good time without the anxiety of having to come up with uh, a poem every six turns or whatever the fuck. (laughs) A poem. That's true. Yeah, and then you have that one guy that's just making a haiku all the time, and you're like, come on, man. Like, come <sighs> on. You don't have to. 
I, I can see I can see like original Dixit just going over so well in like some sort of art school, creative school <laughs> dorm room, you know, where everyone is just like ripped out of their tree on like bong hits and, oh, wow. and like cheap beer. And, you know, they're all sitting here like John Lennoning it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I could see original Dixit like just being amazing there. <laughs> However, in in our social circle, at least, where, you know, like a whole bunch of us are like, you know, engineers, <laughs> programmers, stuff like that. Like, it, it just it does not it does not kick off the same. It's so sad. Like you're just it's like this. I don't know. I like I I I ultimately suck at Dixit, like the original game. But I am one of the ones that absolutely loves it. Just because I think it's hilarious. Like I really enjoy that aspect of like seeing what other people see in cards. Um, and the cards are absurd. And I do probably have all the expansions, <laughs> even though we don't play it. Um, but it like I just. I love the art and I just love the like, I don't know, just makes you feel like, I don't know, just so free and, I don't know, rando, for lack of a better term. Uh, <laughs> free and rando. Yeah, like you're just, I don't know, like you just, you know, in your mind, you just let your mind run. Okay, so no. having ADD kind no, of. No, I don't, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So it probably just is the, it's probably just the ADD. Yeah. But it's nice to have so many different things to like, that just kind of pop out at you. And there's something new to see every time you see a card. And I just, that to me is so, I just find that really enjoyable. I really like this Stella version of the game because I do find that this gives, uh, so it, it takes away the part that I have such a hard time with, which is coming up with something that's not super obvious because I'm always the most obvious person. Like everybody knows what my card is because what? yeah, I know uh, it's either that or I try to be less specific and I am so far on a tangent. Nobody knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's yeah, that, that tracks. I think, I think that's yeah. most people in Dixit though. Like you think so? Oh yeah. You either like, when I play Dixit, I'm usually trying to go for a laugh rather than like trying to do anything <laughs> correct. But even then, like it ends up being, you know, toilet humor because that's all I'm ultimately really good at. And I mean, it's it's a it's a surefire hit, right? And I mean, I think everybody Absolutely. has that sort of that sort of thing. And I think like we've had a few interactions where somebody puts down something that they think is very clever and everybody just happens to have cards that like feeds into it and it just makes people sour right like yeah this no it does for sure yeah this version at least just like takes that out of it and leaves you with the core which is associating this like completely obscure word or sorry not obscure but like a random word from this deck and and associating it with these colorful cards and it takes it away the some people have anxiety about coming up with these things people have like hang-ups people are just straight up not good at it and it takes all that stuff away and just leaves you with more fun stuff to do. Yeah. Well, and the one thing that I found really interesting about like one of the choices that they made in the game is when you replace the cards, right? That it is only one row. 
Um, and originally I, my thought process was like, you're doing that because there's probably not enough cards in the base game for you to really be able to, you know, turn over 15 cards, you know, every round. Um, but I'm, I kind of actually have since backed off of that a little bit in a sense, because I think one thing that they are, I think that they're kind of trying to point out is that there are so many things that you can see in one card. And so, you know, every card is going to be around for at least three different words. And I think the chances of you actually, you know, selecting one card more than once is fairly decent, I think. And so it's, it's just very, I don't know, I just things like that, I find very interesting. And I just, I find it very amusing. And it's just, it's very thoughtless for me. It's like watching brain, like brainless TV. <laughs> that's what that's what Dixit does it for me. Wait, I don't know. What? You, you don't seem to be painting this in a very positive what? light. <laughs> no, it's so relaxing. Oh, I mean it in that sense. Like you know, like when you're when you're done work, all you want to do is just kind of like not have to think really hard, but enjoy something. Okay. All right. I I've, suck at explaining myself. I'm sorry. I've, for, I've forgotten what that feels like. I can't just, I can't just like, <laughs> I can't just leave and go do something thoughtless. Unfortunately. It's just, for me, it's kind of that break from the, from the constant overthinking of lots of things. It's just kind of, I don't know, a nice, enjoyable, amusing thing to look at for a while. So I don't, I really enjoy it. I really like the spin that they've put on this. I think that they've taken that really difficult piece where everybody struggles and, you know, have brought something out. Um, I, in some ways, I think it's kind of funny because I, you don't really need to buy Stella. Like if you have any of the Dixit games, I mean, basically you need a dictionary and some of the Stella box or some of the Dixit boxes and you can pretty much set it up yourself. I mean, the scoring's a little strange. I'm, I'm still kind of 50 50 on that. <laughs> We're still not completely sure how this actually scores. And well, it's, I, it's one of those things where there's not that many games out there that are very, that give you blatantly negative points. Like once you're down that hole, you, you can't stop going down that hole. Do you know what I mean? There's not very many games that do that. And I find it interesting that a game that seems to be so like it sells itself on its approachability basically. Right. And being for everybody to have such a blatant negative uh, mechanism to it is just surprising to me in some ways. Yeah. And uh, just re looking at how this works. So just to reiterate, like once you've, fallen uh you can't so they actually got a little bullet point see this wasn't very well explained in the app so like i'm reading off the rule book now but like (laughs) if no other players selected the card shown by the scout the scout falls they fill no stars for this card they can no longer fill stars nor bonus stars for this round they can no longer be a scout for this round they must keep their personal slate in their hand because the crosses that they make may count for other players who didn't fall. So like if you're if you're not the person the furthest, right? That's the person in the dark, quote unquote. Like you and you fall early in the round, you just don't make any points. But if you're the person oh, okay. who is in the dark, you lose you lose stuff. This is just absolutely crippling. So Yeah, I mean I th- I feel like they did it for a reason, right? Because obviously they don't want people to just go and pick 
I ten cards each. Yeah. Right. Because then, I mean, really, there's no point to the game. So you kind of had to. I think they they probably had to put something there to create that barrier um, from just yeah over over selection. Um, but yeah, it is it is it is crippling. I can see that, and I mean it 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 suffers from the same thing that a lot of games like this do. That once you're out, I mean, you just kind of sit there. You don't really. I mean, well, I mean, you still have to be there. To be to like give other people points, but in yeah in the yeah. in the app version, it all the scoring is taken care of by the algorithm, which I mean is is a blessing and a curse because you know so some of it some of it doesn't make a whole ton of sense, and then yeah, it was kind of nice to have the the uh, app take care of it for you. This is, however, just you know to actually speak towards this game instead of just my my dislike of Dixit regular. Um, is this is significantly better like there there is it's not even close how much better this game is from dixit as it takes a lot of the the shit out of it like i'll I'll, you know a lot of the coming up with some you know subliminal (laughs) like subliminal i like that yeah like you know some some sort of like crazy yeah because because it's like you have to be like you don't want to be too direct because you don't want yeah. everybody getting it and then you're like sitting there but you know but you have to be like sort of you have to be on point for like one other person or whatever exactly like it's, like it's a good mechanism but just for people who are not i don't know like i said if you're not people into who it aren't like ridiculously creative i mean it's, it's just like mm. i mean you could even be not creative and still be like in the mood for something right but but yeah, it's pretty pretty rare for I don't know for people like people like me. I don't. Yeah, no, I get you. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, no, no. It's yeah. Like that's 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 kind of like that's that's where my point was. Anyways, is that like it takes a lot of the the shitty fiddly bits out of Dixit and the stuff that I think again, at least in our play group, the stuff that we just generally don't jive with, and it makes it way more palatable, faster. Um, and just just an overall better experience, right? Like you don't have to sit here and come up with prompts. It's like here is a prompt. All of you get it at the same time. So you're all kind of engaged at an equal level at like for most of the game, unless you fall and then I mean you become less engaged. But <laughs> through the through through the bulk of the of the actual meat and potatoes, if you will, of the game, like everybody is involved to an equal amount and that that's a that's a feel good um as opposed to you know sitting here and you know having someone be like oh the the 27th amendment of the constitution of the united states and you're like what the fuck does that even mean like come on don't you guys get it it was pretty it was pretty obvious yeah, and then that feels bad on both sides because you have like the guy who's who just you know has come up with this thing and thinking he's the wittiest guy in the world, and then you have other people who just don't fucking get it. And they're like, mm, "Am I stupid because I don't get it? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I think I think that the the artwork on Dixit is really interesting and fun to look at. And and Stella is no different. And I know that you can like the cards can can serve dual purpose. Um, but but in terms of gameplay, like like I say, it's it's hands down. Stella is is it. Like it. I I would rather play Stella a hundred times than play Dixit once. Oof! Wow. Yeah. I mean, you got yourself a deal. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what have I done? 
<laughs> You've created a monster. Look to your left. You'll notice you're bleeding. She's made a pact. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> do, you hear, do you hear chanting from downstairs, Adam? Well, no. <laughs> oh, no. Not again. That's right. Oh, I think it's a good, I think this, I think the game spans kind of all ages and all kind of I intellectual levels. I don't know how else to put that. Um, it's just a, yeah, I think it's just a fun, feel good game. I find that it's probably a little easier than something like uh, Codenames, where, um, again, you kind of, you kind of have to assume what somebody else's uh, tangent right and how they put things together whereas i feel like maybe this is a little easier and maybe a little more enjoyable um from that kind of perspective i think it's it's kind of nice um and i've you know i had a coworker of mine um actually borrowed dixit from us once um for a while for his kids uh took it home and he you know didn't necessarily play the game exactly how it's supposed to be but you know i i think that that's a really solid point towards this stream of games is that I think it's, I think it's good kind of regardless of what, what age bracket you're in. Um, but I think that that's just, I think that's enjoyable. It brings a lot of people to the table. I think you can play this with like, I don't know, your grandparents for crap sakes. Um, yeah. So I just like, I, I think that this is just, it's one of those few games that you could really just, Kind of, yeah, I, you could literally span child to elderly and it's for all ages. Yeah. So I just, I, that's what I enjoy about it. I just, I like the relaxed nature of it. I just, that's it for me. You, you mentioned, you mentioned code names being more enjoy or less enjoyable, which I was not entirely. No, no, no. I don't know that I'd say it's less enjoyable. I think that it's, it's, um, uh, I think it's more difficult. Like, I think that code names brings towards it a little bit. You have to think a little harder. You have to know the people that you're with a little bit more. Mm. Whereas I think when you're looking at Stella, you don't really have to know the people that you're playing with. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. a little more obvious, right? And so, again, like tying into that, who can you play this with? Like, I think that this is very similar in some ways to... Uh, like Ugtech and things like that, where you could have an enjoyable team building session and I come up with your own words. Like you really don't have to use the ones that are in there. Right. Um, and it doesn't come down to, well, I don't know you, so I don't know how you think. Yeah. I can see where you're going with that for sure. I mean, I've played code names with, I guess I was going to say coworkers. I'm like, eh, I probably spent a lot of time with my coworkers. <laughs> you're probably, yeah. <laughs> You're probably right about that. I guess the only thing I would say about Stella Dixit is that, like, I think it's probably less memorable. Like, you're never, I don't know that you're ever going to have a scenario where you are playing Stella and, you know, you have that interaction where someone just gets so far off the beaten path that you're like, that it sticks in your mind. Because, I mean, I mean, we've had a, had a couple of incidents, which are usually just people being a little bit salty about something. But, like, we those are memorable, well, for better or for worse. I just don't know that, um, I don't think Stella's going to create that kind of, create that kind of thing. Although it could, right? Like, there were definitely some times when you picked a card and then you triumphantly whipped it out and you're like, ha-ha, this one. And Adam and I are kind of, you know, digitally <laughs> giving each other the side eye. Like, what is she... 
What is she talking about? I don't know. Yeah, seriously. I don't know what this has to do with anything. <laughs> like, That's what I love about Dixit. I've got to be like the only person in the world that absolutely adores that part of Dixit. No, I think that's I think that's like the good part of any game where you have is like like having fun moments like that. I think Stella can produce them. Um, none yeah. of them are going to be as like, I guess what I'm saying is in Stella, I don't think you're going to ever have that moment when someone is just like, you're all f- and I'm out of oh, here, yeah. right? Like yeah. for better yeah. or for worse, you're never going to have, have that one person just having an absolute meltdown playing this game. So it's interesting as well, because like the word choices that they have, a lot of them do have like sort of double meanings in them. They're not like banana, right? Where it's like, oh, banana, yeah. you know, banana, <laughs> bananas, pretty, pretty solidly interpreted in one way, which is you have a banana. I mean, you could stretch it. Oh God, why did I pick banana? But you know, like no, there, yeah. <laughs> not good. There was one. What the hell was it? It was like uh, it court. Was court. Yes, I was. I. I mean, you guys made me think hard because you took it. You took it as like, oh, you know, going to court, gonna fight a traffic ticket, kind of thing. And then, yeah, yeah. You know, Adam picked this like lonely looking alligator going on his way to deliver a present somewhere and he's like oh yeah that guy's going on a date he's going courting yeah <laughs> i that honestly so shocking to me i wow. love it that's i just love that it's just i don't know it's like where does your mind go first i mean it, and i just it oh, we'll yeah. never we'll never know if adam just had thesaurus.com open at the at the same time or <laughs> <laughs> I was just well. I was really deep in in my game of Wordle, right? Like I was just like, oh man, what word can I throw in here? A court, yeah. <laughs> oh no, hits, huh? Oh shit. Adam, Adam's <laughs> cheating at Dixit. I mean, woo. Man, if you're <laughs> cheating at Dixit with Wordle, you're you're playing like 4D chess, okay? No, like. <laughs> <laughs> like you are yeah, no i just mean a yeah. thesaurus like when oh, you yeah, bring yeah, up yeah. him having a thesaurus i'm thinking like really like if you're cheating playing dixit i feel like that's like a little sad for you i mean it's one thing when you don't know what the word is like the first word we saw i like looked at it and i was like nope don't know what that is oh yeah and yeah I, and it was like it was I a little up. island off the coast of france or oh, something Cor- in the mediterranean corsica no. yeah. i think it was corsica yeah yeah, and we're I all like, uh, I saw it and I was like, uh, <laughs> I was really happy when you said you were going to look it up. Yeah, it was also very stupid. educational. Yes. Because it was like, what, a little island in the Mediterranean that's like French and Italian? And something to do with, yeah, that's it was right. like something to do with France and Italy. That's all I remember. There you go. It's your fact for the day. See? Yeah. It couldn't, it wasn't Corsica, was it? It had to be something else. I think it was. Here. Corsica. Just see if it yeah, shows cor- up cor- in your search history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's right. exactly it because it's right. it's still it, it still has the clicked link from when I went to because I literally I have no reason to be looking for this in any other context. Like, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's close to Marseille. Perfect. Isn't it Marseille? Whatever. Get in the comments. And and nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh my god. I'm sure. That's nice. I'm sure okay. nice so isn't are. right. Come on now. <laughs> But it's spelled N-I-C-E. It's nice. You know, it's nice. No, but it's spelled all French. Oh. Yeah. I was missing the accent over the top of one of the letters. Like Cornicon or something? <laughs> Cornicon. Jesus what? Christ. Jeez. <laughs> Come on hmm. down to For the Wind Barbecue and get yourself a big old jar of Cornicons. That's right. <laughs> we need them damn supply lines open back up because... 
Man's run out Currently, of pickles. I uh, have a bad need for some pickling cucumbers, and they are all coming from California and Mexico, but can't get across the border. Yep. That's a problem. Very interesting little tangent. Isn't cornicon the French word for pickle? It's a type of pickle, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just, that's, I'm trying that, to make sure. That, that was the tangent. That, that's how I know, the tangent but I happened. was like, I know, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't, like, I didn't just pull cornicon out of nowhere. Like, I swear to God, I've Isn't seen it, it like on a cornichon? Jar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that word. All right, pickles aside. Uh, so pickles aside. Give us your review, Debbie. Jump into the reviews. Nobody is going to be shocked here, but I am going to give the old Stella Dixit Universe the old five out of five. I uh, there is. I don't. I don't think you can go wrong with Dixit games. <laughs> I find them. I find them so extremely amusing. And if nothing else, you have a box of art that you could do a lot of stuff with. So think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with it. It's a five out of five. I love this game. I don't think there's anything that can really knock me off my little Dixit train. Um, I think that is a really, yeah, it's a good opportunity, I think, to play it with, you know, adults and kids alike. It's, you know... Um, I honestly, when I'm, when I think about this game, I think about Adam's dad when he was in the hospital, perfect kind of game for things like that, you know, where you're trying to keep somebody engaged, but you know, they might not be able to handle convoluted thought processes and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a worth a chuckle. And I think that it just, yeah, I, you can play it as long as you want, short as you want. I really don't think that you need to necessarily take this as a scoring game. I think that you can just have more fun just going through the steps and and um and just yeah i enjoying the the time that you're spending with your with your friends and your family and and have a good laugh and i'll take a very very odd gander at the old dixit cards because some of them some of them are strange oh boy yep uh yeah so that's me what about uh you well adam hey like i said before this game is is substantially better than dixit proper i guess um i i like dixit cards for use in other games <laughs> and and this this is another one that i would i would have no problem necessarily owning but it would probably get more play in a game like uh mysterium or you know so, something of that extent like the cards the cards do a very good job of of being dual purpose which is great um this game just this game um, kind of suffers from all the same hardships as like just having one Dixit game and not having any other Dixit cards. Um, keep in mind that we were playing this online, so we were limited in what we had access to. We couldn't just grab a stack of Dixit cards and drag them into uh, Dixit Stella, whatever. Um, so th- this it just it lacks like we very quickly saw a a bunch of repeat cards. And not just like one or two repeat cards, but, you know, kind of a substantial amount of them. And we did not play that much. Now, that's not necessarily a fault of the game. It's just that they haven't released that many cards for it or they intend for you to use other Dixit cards to to put a val to put a numerical value on this game. This is like a seven out of half, seven and a half out of ten, seven out of half. That was good. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, English fucking fails all over the place today. Um, 
but yeah, it's a seven and a half out of 10. The game is again, substantially better than Dixit proper. But if you know me at all, you know that that's not exactly saying a ton. Um, but again, like I said, I, I would rather play this game a hundred times than play Dixit proper once. Cause it's faster, cleaner, and just playing more fun to me. But a boom, Tom. So what is, so what, the sandwich between, so a seven is what and an eight is what, and what's in between? Because that's uh, confusing me. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the halves, the halves are, it, it's all, it's all gone Pete Tong when it, when it comes to, <laughs> if we're talking about like half measures and stuff like that, like that's just, that, that's just not good. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So it's somewhere between what, what the hell is uh, seven? Uh, sh- I used to have it written down. No, I have it written down. You gotta, you gotta come it? prepare with this stuff, man. You gotta put it in a spreadsheet or some shit. This I is- know. I, I have it, like, physically written down, and I'll be damned if I can find it at the moment. All right. Well, I'll let you off the hook this time. Yeah, fair enough. So, for me, uh, my scale is, if I had this in my collection, would I keep it, or would I get rid of it? And I think that, like... This game, I mean, partially because I think I own a bunch of Dixit cards already that have not made their way out of my house. Uh, This would probably be one that would stick around. I think for a lot of the reasons that Debbie mentioned, it's a good game for kids, of which I have too. Um, You can play this with all age ranges, and it plays in a way that it feels more intuitive and gamey to me. Uh, so I, I liked it a lot. And I mean, uh, I don't know that it's for everybody necessarily. I think that if you're, I mean, if you're Dixit curious, I'd say this is probably one to check out before you go whole hog on other Dixits. So with all that said, I'll, uh, I would keep it in my collection. I don't know that I'm going to rush out and grab this. Cause like I already have, like, like Debbie mentioned, I already have Dixit cards. So I gotta just do this, whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good concept. I think it's a good way to freshen up the formula while also providing, you know, Dixit fans with what they want, which is like more cards. It's a step in the right direction for the whole universe, I guess, because it seems like, you know, the implication there is that they're going to keep doing this, making new games with the same cards, which I think is a good idea because the cards are pretty cool. Um, they've, they've kept a lot of character on them. They're nice to look at. They're interesting to look at. And, uh, you know, as a as as a whole, like, I think this game is pretty good. Um, I recommend maybe you check it out on BGA, although, like, without being able to talk to people, like, I don't know, if you're just talking to random people on the internet, maybe it's not so great. But, like, if you're with your friends, maybe give it a shot. Um, and if you already own Dixit, I think, you know, like Debbie said, just pop out to Dixit cards and slap a random word on it and try it, try it out. I think it's a really nice way to play. So um, that's me. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did like this episode and you want to share us around, that would be great. You can also like and subscribe and do all that sort of stuff. But as long as you're having a good time, I'm happy. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. You can also send us a friendly email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Team Rage Tom on Twitter. Uh, Debbie, what do you got? So you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. And like Tom said, you can get us as a group at CGS Podcast on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if there's anything you think we'd like 
uh, give us a shout. Let us know. We'll see if we can throw it into the random rotation. Uh, and yeah, give it a go and let you guys know what we think. Um, Adam, how about you? If you're looking to get a hold of me, you can catch me on social media at For the Win, F O R T H E W H Y N. Uh, you can also catch us on the Facebook, both Debbie and I. We have a barbecue business, uh, FTW BBQ. And it's, uh, we're, we're kicking it back off. Like the weather, surprisingly enough, has been decent in Calgary for, uh, for February. So, uh, thanks, global warming, I guess. Ouch. Um, <laughs> yeah, yikes. But it means that we are doing some barbecue for, for Super Bowl coming up this upcoming Sunday, which you will be getting this episode after Super Bowl. So, uh, you know what? Like, go Bengals, I guess. Like, I don't know. Who who knew that they would be able to beat the Chiefs? That's beside the point. The, um, the Bengals? Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. First time they've been to the Super Bowl since, like, Jesus walked the earth. Okay, it sounds like you're saying it with an I. Bengals. It's like the, the Tigers. Bengals. Yeah. Bengals. Sorry, go Bengals. Is that better? Is that? Oh, okay. Um, no, it sounds like you're saying Bing. Oh, sure. Well, I'm sponsored by Microsoft. The Bengals. Yeah, the, the Bengals. Um, so, yes, barbecue's back. We're back, baby. We took a little bit of time off and now we're, we're happening. So, that's the thing. Check it out. Uh, FTW barbecue and bakery on Facebook. And I've taken up enough time. So that's it. I'm done. It's over. We're all done. Thank you again so much for listening. Oh, wait. Don't, don't forget about Justin. Don't trust him either. Don't trust Justin on, on Twitter. Send him your favorite acid trip, I guess. <laughs> Just send him an acid trip. Like, wow. send, send, send him a description of your of your most recent favorite acid trip or something. I, anyways, don't trust Justin on Twitter. Get them. Just get them. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.